Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. We speak today to Mark Santarossa, VP of Corporate Development at Orion Resources, their TSX listed company with assets in Finland. They're chasing gold. They started off as a prospector and managed to get a JV away with B2 Gold who are earning into uh, one of the projects. We also talked to them about how they're going to spend their 16 million bucks mapping out and working out through the drill bit what it is that they've got on the rest of the land bank. Enjoy the podcast. Hey Mark, how are you doing sir? I'm doing well, thanks. How are you doing today? Not bad, not bad. Thanks for joining us. We're gonna we're gonna learn about Finnish mining. I'm excited. Absolutely. Because we had we had uh, Mawson on a few weeks ago, uh, kind of near nearish you and uh, obviously and Rupert Resources has been talking to. So, um, why don't we kick off with a one minute summary about your story, and then we'll pick it up from there. Yes, absolutely. So we're we are uh, at an earlier stage uh, ex- exploration story in uh, northern Finland. Um, we've got a fairly large land package of what we believe is potentially the next uh, next great uh, gold camp globally. Uh, it's in a very safe jurisdiction. Uh, we've locked up a very large land package. Have signed several JV deals, uh, but our most uh, the most important part of our business is our 100% land uh, in northern uh, in northern Finland and high grade gold near surface. It's uh, you know. We're very excited by what we've got. It's a it's a really unique opportunity. It's fantastic. So we've got to talk about why Finland. How did you end up there? Like I say we've spoken to a few people. It was by accident, it seems. But uh, how did you guys get there? We we got there. It was it wasn't necessarily by accident. Um, you know, Mike our C, our Mike our CEO and president. Uh, you know, he's he's quite the visionary, and and you know he did a bit of did a bit of work. And there's uh, a lot of work. You know, Finland, the, the the central Lapland greenstone belt is a major greenstone belt. You know, very similar to the Abitibi in Canada, um, and and ma- many other large greenstone belts, which host you know tens of millions, if not hundreds of millions of ounces of gold. Uh, the one thing that he noticed when just kind of doing some desktop work was, you know, you've got this major greenstone belt and you've only got one major deposit, one major find there, and that's uh, Agnico's Kittala mine. Uh, and then you've got a couple of dribs and drabs there. And so, you know, the, the question was, well, why is that? Um, and, you know, doing a little bit of work, you know, we realized one, uh, Finland didn't open up to foreign investment until 1995. So you didn't have any, you didn't have a history of, of, of exploration like you do in Canada or in West Africa or, or in, uh, in Australia as well. So you don't have this, this long history of, of exploration. Um, and then, you know, not long after 1995, uh, you had Briax occur. Um, and, and, you know, obviously that killed kind of gold, the gold market in general and gold exploration. And so you just had a lot of time. Um, what he did was he uh, he looked at at land packages and, and all the information in Finland is readily available. So you can get every, every you've access to all this data online. And so he looked for areas. Um, what he found and where we staked our land is in, is on a is on a, a major structural feature known as the Circa Shear Zone, um, and it's in near near uh, it's north of Rovaniemi, so above the Arctic Circle. Uh, and and there were numerous uh, gold showings uh, by the the. Um, by the state-run mining company, uh, but the state-run mining company wasn't focused on gold; they were focused on base metals. And the reason why was they had to pay war reparations to Russia, and so they were looking for GDP-enhancing metals. That, and as you know, Finland's got a fantastic uh, industrial uh, industrial business, uh, great manufacturers, and so they were looking for you know things like copper, iron ore, nickel, 
uh, base metals that fed into that industry so they can pay back their war reparations. They did discover a lot of gold showings and what happened was uh, they just took that information and filed it away and did nothing with it. Um, so once it finally opened up, um, so you have, you know, 1995 was the first time anyone went in there. So you don't have a hundred year history of exploration like you do in the Abitibi. Um, you know, you had a, a, a terrible gold market since then. Uh, you think about, you know, gold hit the lows kind of in 2001, didn't have a big run until 2012. Um, and, you know, along that way, you know, you didn't have any sort of gold exploration in, in, the, uh, in the, the, the European Arctic. I think that's a function of the Canadian, the Canadian juniors that worked in the Arctic. You think of Meliodine and, and, and everything kind of and Nunavut, um, you know, the cost of going up there, uh, cost of being north of the Arctic Circle, uh, fly and fly out camp, a lot of fuel, ice roads, and just the slowness of getting things done. And I think a lot of the companies believe that that was the same, that was going to be the same situation in Finland. However, uh, Finland is actually 20 degrees warmer in January at the median than it is in uh, the Canadian Arctic. And that's a function of um, the jet stream. So it is a bit warmer, so we don't have permafrost. We have paved roads right up to site pretty much. Uh, there's com there are commercial flights uh, to the town of Rovaniemi, then it's an hour and a half flight to. So it was very easy for us to get there. Um, and so Mike did the work. Uh, decided to go there. He found this major structural uh, feature, which is a circus shear zone, which is a crustal scale fault on the same scale as the Porcupine Dester Fault, which is what you see in Timmins, where all the major mines in Timmins are on. No one had staked. There was very little staking on that land, and he went and staked that land. So it was his foresight, his vision, and you know he he saw look geology looked good, structure looked good. The Finnish uh, Finland in general is a great place. It's it was ranked number two last year in the um, uh, the Fraser, uh, the, the the Fraser Institute uh, of uh, Mining Investment. So it's a great jurisdiction to operate in, um, and so he's like, "This is a great place to 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 go take a look." Okay. And we started in 2014. Started working there. Great. Well, like, um, let's let's get on to the bit I I enjoy, which is actually trying to understand what it is that you're trying to build. So you've been there a long time, 2014, six, six years in the making. Um, so far, it's early stage exploration. You've got some high great gold showings from your, your drill bit, but what is it that in 2014 the guys set out to try to be, and you know what are they trying to build here? Right, uh, so I think that we've changed a little bit of tax since then. So 2014, when we first started staking land, I think the thought was we're prospectors, let's go pro generate prospects, uh, set up JVs and, and move forward that way. And we did in 2015, we signed a joint venture with E2 Gold. Uh, they're earning into 75% of a big part of our land package that's on that circa shear zone. Um, and and this year in 2019, they actually executed on the, the first 51%. So we're now JV partners on 51% and they're now going to the second stage, which gets them to 70%. So that was the original thought, but at the, at the same time, we kept picking up parcels of land along this circus shear zone. And I think that's why it was, it was, we were fairly quiet for a long time because it was more of picking up all the land that we wanted, that we wanted to pick up. It wasn't until about 2017 that we said, okay, we've got almost all the land that we want. Let's start doing some real work, generative work. Um, what really drew us there was in 2017, we were walking one of our properties, one of our hundred percent owned properties, which is called Risty. Uh, and we made a boulder discovery. And what that was a large angular quartz boulders sitting at surface with visible gold on them. 
Um, and you know, over the course of the next couple of years, we took about 5,000 samples over an area of 15 kilometers by eight kilometers uh, of uh, that averaged eight grams per ton. And that's sitting at surface and high grade gold. So in 2017, it was, let's find out where this gold is coming from. Uh, and that was, that was where our first drill program. And so, you know, while we were there since 2014, we really didn't get started until the last couple of years. Um, Okay, can I can I can can I ask you know what again back to the question which is kind of you know what are you trying to be so you start off and say hey we're going to be prospectors and you've done your first JV with you know BT Gold and you know that's heading heading the right way and you know and I think that's a good model you know there's money to be made in that model It'd be nice to explore you know how how that works in a second but are you saying that 2017 you kind of segued away from the desire to be a prospector model into you know exploring and developing these things yourselves that's uh i would say more exploring and, and right. discovering uh, discovering a project so and still saying that okay yeah. yeah we're still saying that and the reason why is our strength is in our prospecting model and and the, and the geologists and finding it we're not you know we're not engineers and again to get to the development and production phase we would have to con completely gut the entire team and and again that takes time um and that there's a lot of you know changes and, and slowdowns when you do that so you know, I think our ultimate goal is let's find let's find a, a major mining camp here, and there will be majors that are going to be interested in taking the whole thing over. Perfect. So let's let's look at, just for the benefit of people at home that trying to understand the different types of models that companies um, you know may, may you know may want to, want to uh, utilize. So yours is as a prospector model. Let's explain that for people. So you are going around looking at data which is readily available the Finnish government have done a good job of collecting that you've, identif you've sta identified and staked out uh, properties and you've so tell us about what you did with in the case of the BT gold um, structure that you, you put together there so they're earning in but what did you do before that point what, how did you get them in and then what, what does the JV look like Right. So how do you make money? I'm did, guessing is what I'm getting to. Right. And so and so what that was at the time, we were uh, two million market cap Canadian market cap company. Um, you know, so obviously very hard to actually raise enough capital to put a drill campaign on. But what we did do was we walked on the we walked property. We you know, we found structures and we found, uh, you know, at surface uh, information that made us find, you know, and that was interesting that we thought would be interesting to another company. There was also historical work that was there. There was a past, there, there's a small mining license on the property as well. There was a past producing small mine. So, uh, you know, we worked with several companies to take a look at it. B2 was the one that liked it the best. Um, the deal that they signed was, so like I said, it's learning and in, earning into 75% of that property. And it's about, I want to say 25,000 hectares that they're earning into uh, of our land. We've got a total land package of almost eighty thousand hectares in, in Finland uh, that we've got some control over. So they so they're earning they they are earning into seventy five percent. The first stage was uh, export. So there were some cash payments, some shares at 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 annual uh, at annual intervals, and there was a minimum a minimum spend uh, requirement, and that was five million dollars uh, over the first five years. Um, they spent that. They spent more than that, actually. And then, in, as I said, in 2019, they exercised their option on the first 51%. And now, to get them to 70%, they have to uh, spend 10 million dollars over the next two years uh, to earn the 70%. And then, to get to 75%, is deliver a feasibility study and and a, and the financing on the project uh, again. And that and that may not happen in the next couple of years. But if they want that, that's the that's the extra five percent bump. 
and they've exercised and they've they've given their intention to uh, to 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 work on the property that, that's on the JV. Cool. And are you carried in that? In this? Yes, we're we're free carried. So we this this is all we we have no we have no cost us. Fantastic. Okay. And your idea would be to kind of cookie cutter approach, replicate that model uh, across the various well and, the extent of the property. And, Right, and that was and that was the original plan. Like I said, so now I think we're we want to advance the next pro- our hundred percent properties ourselves um, to a point. Like, so as opposed to someone else paying for the drilling, we're paying for the drilling on our hundred percent property. So generally, the prospector model is is you do very minimal work and then you JV and let someone else do all the work. On our hundred percent, we're doing a bit more. So we're kind of a hybrid prospector because you know we are an explorer now, actually, actually doing the exploration work with you know kind of the more advanced stuff uh, that that would normally be taken on by a JV partner on, on the prospect. Right. So, so what, what's that look like? So in terms of cash available to you to do this work, what have you got today? Right. So we ended 20, 2019 with $16 million in the bank. We're probably sitting near about $13 million right now. Uh, you know, and, it's, and the, the cash burn rate has, has slowed down significantly. I think when we set out for 2020 ahead of, ahead of COVID, the plan was to spend about a million dollars a month. Uh, and that includes, you know, additional prospecting on some of our other le- where we haven't done any prospecting work. You know, it's going to be geophysical, geochemical, as well as drilling, and that's all assaying and everything like that. So it was our full package for the year, and that's kind of how we budgeted for it. Um, obviously, because of COVID, a lot of our team is is Canadian, uh, so our, all of our Canadian uh, our Canadian geologists and team have come home. Uh, basically because our prime minister asked for Canadians to come home and just, you know, for safety reasons. We do have a Finnish, uh, Finnish contractors that are, are partners in country. So we do have a, a smaller staff that's still operating. We are currently drilling, but I would say that our, our burn rate is half or less than half of what it was uh, up to our plans. So we've got at least enough money to get us well through 2021. Sure, absolutely. So when you say it's, it's hard, that is because you still got to pay salaries where the people are sitting at home or they're in the field, right? And we're still currently drilling um, and we still have people in country that are working. So we are still logging, we are still cutting. Uh, so we are still actually advancing the projects. We are drilling off one of our targets or multiples of our targets as we speak. What are you? Gonna, what do you think you're going to be able to achieve this year? You know, COVID obviously is is I guess indeterminable in terms of when people can get back to work. But what's your what's your uh, reassessment of the situation? It's slowed it down, but I think the, the the plan is still the same, which is to prove up multiple discoveries at the drill bit on our properties, um, all within you know very a very small distance. And I think that's that's ultimately what it is. We've We've our, our most of our drilling is, is fairly shallow. Um, we've only been down to at maximum 300 meters on one of our targets, uh, but most of it's been fairly shallow. So we're, we're trying to prove up multiple multiple potential deposits just to show how big the scale is that we've got and how big the opportunity is uh, on our property. And so that's that's why we're still drilling multiple of our targets to to prove off where 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 the highest priorities are. Right, but if you any sense of you know what that's going to encompass so like if, if, if i ask you to kind of break down the next few months in terms of spend how many meters you know what what, what do you want to end the year with and and again to what end because you know you're taking care of the exploration the, the drilling but at some point you're going to you don't want to do development you're going to want to engage people so how do you get from where you are today in the current environment to that point where you can have a conversation with a jv partner right um well it might have been might not be a jv maybe a full Full uh, M and A transaction, okay. and I think it's and, and for and for us, it's, it's 
it's you know the way we look at it is, is if you look at some of the some of the pre-resource uh, transactions, how many meters needed to be drilled, how many holes were drilled before something happened. Um, you know, you think of uh, Eleanor uh, with Virginia was that was only a few holes, and it you know they created a lot of value from. And again, that was a different era, of course, but uh, you know they did drill uh, just a few holes and, and created and created an incredible amount of value for for their investors, uh, both through the sale of the asset and ultimate, and then uh, you know a few years later through the sale of the the uh, the NSR. Um, you know, our goal is we need to prove, and, and again, it's we don't have a defined target as to how many holes and how many meters we're drilling. I know we've uh, we've drilled several thousand meters at our Lowney project. Uh, I want to say, as I'm thinking about it, probably about 5,000 meters so far to date. Um, and so, you know, that's got to be advanced as well. Uh, we've drilled multiples of that at our Amarusco and Risty property. Um, and so what's, what, is the, what does the end look like? Uh, you know, what's the total number? That's all dependent on data. And like, so we're kind of, we're, we're, you know, we don't say we're going to drill 20,000 meters and that's it. Because as of right now, we're still, I almost want to say prospecting at the drill bit. Um, once we get onto a, once we get on a, onto a, a you know a mineralized zone where we know we can drill effectively and efficiently, then we can say okay now we know that this is here let's drill let's put three four rigs on it whatever the number is but it's at that time right now we're still at the we've made some discoveries um, but that's it's where we haven't jumped on the one that's like we can drill efficiently and effectively yet so. That's still that's still a bit of a moving target. You know, we're we're you know, once we hit it, then we can plan a little bit better. Um, you know, what we do have is we do have money in the bank that gives us time. It does it does give you time. It must be frustrating for you yeah. as you know VP of corporate dev. In and if I look at your share price over the last well, I guess since two thousand twelve, two thousand fourteen, yeah. really, I was looking at. It's fairly erratic. You know, you have yep. great periods, and then it goes, drops back down, and then great, great story, and and that, I guess is that the nature of the prospecting model? People get excited a about little, a hit, and then you have to do do it repeat it again. A little bit, right? And that's and that it, it has been fits and starts, and you know, you know, looking at you know where things where things you know we make our discovery in 2017, the boulder discovery. Everyone gets very excited, and then it's you know try to find where those boulders come from, and of course. You know, if anyone knows exploration, it's never easy, right? And especially, it's one thing to you know, if you have an outcrop and you've got a vein and you can trace that a little bit more. But it's boulders trying to figure out where where they came from. So of course, you know, you have fits and starts, um, and then and then it's you know, following up on initial drill holes with additional drill holes that look like that. And and look, we had a great our discovery hole, which was hole forty two on 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 Amarusco, which was you know two point nine meters of almost eight hundred grams per ton. That's an incredible hole, and that's all within 100 meters of surface. Of course, the now challenge is, is you've set a high water mark, right? And so, you know, even though we hit, you know, four and a half meters of 40 grams per ton, um, you know, or, or in that range, uh, you know, and multiples above 20 grams per ton, all within, all within uh, you know, 150 meters of surface, you know, you set the, the bar here, right? And, and like any other one, anyone else that had those, hit, those lower hits on anywhere else that didn't have that high, very high water mark, wouldn't you know? Wouldn't have an issue, but you know that's that's the nature of the beast. Um, you know, we, it is a bit of a nuggety business. So you know, you're going to have high, really high spots, and then you're going to have a really high grade in some holes, and, and some lower grade in some other holes. But you know, what we're trying to find is that there's a, uh, there's an actual system that's there, and that's you know that's what we've been looking for. So yeah, it's been it's been ups and downs. Um, you know, 
the most recent down was the, our initial results from our second property. And, you know, I think the market overreacted on that move. Um, and I think it, it led to a very great buying opportunity for anyone who was looking at us because, you know, it took us to evaluation prior to our Boulder discovery at one point. Um, so yeah, I think there's, there's, there's still a lot to be done. And like, we're, we're, you know, and that's, and that's the beauty of it is that's the beauty of exploration is you're going to have high points and low points. And I think once we get into that, as I said, that, that main system that we can drill efficiently and effectively when we can put on a number of um, a number of uh, drills on it, then then you get this re repetition and the repetition of, of results. And then, of course, then you can see I think we'd see a very clear move uh, move to the upside on, on the name. Yeah, okay. I mean, you're sitting on cash, which I guess gives you a, lot, a, lot, a few options, right? So you can drill, you can do a bit of work, but um, for people coming into this story, it, it, that, that kind of erratic nature of, of what it is that you do may not lend comfort to some, but for others, they may say it's a buying opportunity because of the volatility. Um, so it's, it's a certain type of investor that be attracted to you. I mean, how, how does your share registry break down at the moment? I know the, the, the board management board hold a lot, um, but who else is in, the, in there? Yeah, so it's, we, it's fairly tight. Um, so yeah, the management and board on about four, just under fourteen percent. I think we're the largest, uh, the largest shareholder group, uh, you know, that's out there. Uh, our chairman Dave Lotan owns uh, just under, just under ten percent, about nine point five percent around there. Um, and Ken Ross is our second, lar or I guess our largest shareholder, individual shareholder. They own just under ten percent. Uh, with uh, and they they came into the story in twenty seventeen, just after the Boulder store, uh, just after the Boulder discovery. Uh, they bought in a private placement uh, to buy their 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 ten percent in the market at at two dollars and thirty two cents a share. Uh, RBC Global Asset Management is about six percent. Uh, Eric Sprott owns about five percent. Uh, Newmont Gold Corp owns just under four uh, percent. And then from there, you've got a number of uh, you know high net worth and fairly well known high net worth people, uh, as well as some uh, some larger institutions as well uh, globally. And, and why is that? Because it's kind of an unusual profile, share register profile, given the nature of what you do. And your market cap is also quite extraordinary. Is it just down to the high grade that you're, you're seeing there? Or are you, is the kind of neurology of people like, you know, Rupert Resources also helping you? Actually, funny enough, and they've, they've had some great results, but I think we, we were... I don't say we were there first, but it was it was really the the high grade near surface, and that structurally looks like for you know if you think about Eric Sprott, who was a Canadian you know gold investor, understands what the Canadian experience looks like and knows you know and you know he was the major investor in Kirkland Lake, you know what you know what we believe is we have what Kirkland Lake was hitting at you know 500 to 1,000, 1,500 meters below surface, we're hitting it at surface, um, you know the high grade zone at 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 at, uh, at Gold Corp's um, Red Lake Mine didn't start until about 2,000 meters below surface. So, and we're getting those kind of grades at surface. So I think there was an excitement of what we were hitting at surface. Um, and again, very high grade near surface, which is you know, fairly unheard of in a, in a safe mining jurisdiction, uh, which is I think the, the big important part. Finland is, is, is you know, very supportive of it. And that's why they, you know, people saw Finland as very similar to what the experience is in Canada. So I think that's why you have that shareholder registry. The Kinrosses and the, the Gold Corps, or there were Gold Corpers who came in and, and, and obviously Newmont took them over. So they're shareholding now. 
um, you know, they saw that they saw the size of our land package and saw that there's, you know, there's a very large opportunity and, and, and an opportunity to get in early in something that looks like, you know, a major, a major new gold cap. Okay. So, so where did they want you to take this to? Because they're obviously the partner or the total takeout uh, M&A situation you're looking for. Have, the, have you spoken to them? What are they, where do they need you to get this to before they get, they step in? Yeah, you know, I think, and having, and now this is me wearing my, my old M&A hat, you know, a lot of companies don't, don't feel the need to do anything until someone forces their hand. Um, and again, like, you know, what they want to see and what they want us to prove up is that, is that it is a real major gold camp. Um, and the way we're going to do that is by obviously drilling multiples of our targets on our property to just show how big it is. Like I said, just our risky property alone is, you know, we've got surface showings of 15 kilometers by eight kilometers, you know, just to give some a little bit of context, you can fit all of Timmins in there. Um, and, and that's just on our one property. And within Timmins, you had, you know, 20 or 30 companies that were operating there. So that's the opportunity I think they're looking for, but it's, it's, we do have to prove that it's there. Um, and, you know, we are proving it uh, at the drill bit and, and, and different targets. It's, but it is, uh, you know, there's, there's still a lot to be done. Sounds easy. Just going to drill, right? <laughs> That's right. Just get it. Just just get drills on it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, 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 in a, in a way, all tricking side, it does it does kind of sound as easy as e easy in a way. You got to you got to hit the the right spots, the right targets, and so forth. But if it's what you said is, they're asking you to just prove up a little bit more with the drill bit. I burned through some of this sixteen million dollars. Continue getting the results you're getting, and is that the point you step out, or do you go and raise more capital? Um. It'll, it'll depend, right? It depends on where the market is for us. Um, you know, I, you know, it'll, it'll depend where they are and what they, what they deem as, as required. And we do, and, and we do talk to them. We speak to Kinross on a regular basis. We, you know, we've spoken to Newmont numerous times as well as other parties. Um, cause everyone's kind of interested to see what's there. If, if this is going to be a new camp, then they want to make sure they're, they're they've got their eye on everyone that's, uh, that's in there. So, you know, will we raise more capital? You know, I, I don't want to, I don't want to be, uh, you know, we're a junior exploration company. We're consumers of capital. At some point, we may need to raise capital again. Um, you know, we're, we're the type of uh, company that that's run by guys that have worked in capital markets for a while. We've seen the shortcomings of other juniors uh, who have waited till they're down to their last, you know, five hundred thousand dollars before they raise. And you know, we're we're definitely not that. We don't want to get the bank down to that to that level. Um, you know, we're not waiting for our, our, our hail mary hole to help us raise capital. Um, we try to maintain dilution. Uh, like we're trying to keep it to a minimum. We've only got 83 million shares outstanding right now. So we like to believe that if you keep the share count low, the share, when the share price moves high and when you create value at the drill bit, shareholders make money. Yeah, but I, I guess what I'm, what, I'm, what I'm trying to get at is a sense of timing on this one, because if you're saying like, wherever we get to at the end of 16 million bucks is, is good enough for us and that's time to exit, or do you hold out Presuming, let, let's let's say you continue to hit the same sorts of numbers. Do you hold out? We're 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 realists, and like we we know that we're never going to top tick the valuation, and and nor should we. Uh, we got to leave some meat on the bones for 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 whoever takes us over, and and let them uh, drive some value in there. So, you know, it'll be at the right time. You know, I think for us, our view is if we make everyone, if we make all the shareholders who come in on our deals, if we if they all make money and, and good money. And that's probably the right price to leave, as long as everyone's made money on on the act on on a takeout. Okay. And so that will just depend on when that is, right? So 
do we have to raise capital again? Maybe. Um, and again, that's going to just depend on, you know, if things open up again and we decide that we're going to go to multiple rigs, do we want to raise capital ahead of that? Maybe. Um, and again, just to accelerate the proving up of what we've got on our property so that it does trigger a Kinross or a Newmont or whoever else uh, to, to potentially step in. Okay. I mean, I, like, I appreciate time market. There's a, a lot of, you've got a lot of the right pieces in place there. Um, obviously, COVID aside, it would have been nice to have seen what you could do with the drill bit. Um, but like, stay, stay in touch, let us know how you're getting on with, with the drilling. Um, Absolutely. I, I think Finland's a really interesting space. Not too many people are aware of it, but there's some pretty big names there um, that we've spoken to. And it's, you know, it's got some great mineralogy for sure. So uh, thank you for your time today and we will speak to you soon. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.